Ms. Carter, on behalf of the United States intelligence community, I'd like to offer you and your family our sincerest apologies. The Carter name has always been synonymous with service and trust. Today, we begin to set things right. We begin to repay some of the debt that is owed to you. Thank you, Senator. I've been waiting to hear those words for a long time. I'm Derek. And I'm Noah. And you're listening to A Bite Off. Where we take our current favorite pop culture obsession and enjoy it one nibble at a time. And we are done with Falcon and Winter Soldier. Do, do, mean, do, do, do. After this episode, we're completely oh, true, done. true, true, true. <laughs> but like the world is done with it. Right. Yeah. And we always like to have one more episode after. Let the finale sit with us. Do a little wrap up. Have listeners submit questions. And we'll talk about that. So there's tons of stuff to unpack with this one. We've had a few days. To let it simmer, gather our thoughts, and see if anything changed. That's right. We have moved on and now it's time to unpack those boxes. Right, right. So this is more of like our official review, I would say, of the show completely because we, you know, we take nipples of it and we, you know, we might like it then, might not want it again. You know, sometimes you get pad thai and it's like really good and then sometimes you get it. It's like, eh, on second thought, that wasn't that great. Leftovers. (laughs) I had to throw more food stuff in there. For no apparent reason. (laughs) Other than the beauty of it being food related. (laughs) So before we get into it, make sure you're following us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. We have a Facebook group as well. So a bite of pod on all of those platforms. Also a Discord. So if you want to talk to us, we're also fans of many other pop culture things from books to TV shows and YouTube videos. Join us on there. You can find all those links below in the description. It's not a YouTube video, but just scroll down. You'll see what I'm talking about. Comment below, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Of course, even though it is the wrap-up episode, we have to take a look back at what happened. And last week was the last episode of The Falcon and Winter Soldier called One World, One People. In this episode, we had our final big battle between the group and the Flag Smashers. Uh, We also saw our beloved Sam Wilson wear his brand new costume as Captain America. Yeah, yeah. So lots of storylines ended, question mark, and still continued. And we're here to unpack all of that. That's right. We got you are Sergeant. You Sergeant? What? <laughs> we, all, we also got Power Broker reveal, which was like, duh. Or maybe. Yeah. True, 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 true. But, of course, spoiler, spoiler, spoiler alert, because we're just going to be talking about stuff. We're going to make predictions. We're going to be thinking about things. So... We don't want you to be spoiled if you don't want to be spoiled. But if you want to be spoiled or you don't really care, let's move on. Oh, my God. That was so fast. And officially take a bite of the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Wrap up. So, okay. Final thoughts on. Let's let's unpack the last episode for a little bit. Sure, sure, sure. And was there anything that. So since we had time to let it sit, mm-hmm. you know, kind of think about it a little more. Is there anything that stood out to you that you may feel differently about now or. That you're still not sure about. I mean, I think I have a lot of qualms with the very sudden shift of John Walker being sort of a villain and then becoming a hero for like a second and then an anti-hero at the end. The journey of John Walker, and I think with some of our characters who just joined us in this series, felt uneven. Mm. and and sort of all over the place. I feel like the the beats that we needed for the full progression of the character never really occurred. Uh, and I felt like we were sort of left with this really weird image of him. I mean, we know he's with Val. He's, you know, definitely not going to be a Captain America hero, but it felt like they were giving him that redemption arc in a way that I don't necessarily know if I wanted for him. Yeah, I think the weirdest thing, I mean, I, I guess we'll just unpack John Walker for a second, because that's a that's a really good point. And there it just there is that missing element. Mm-hmm. There's that missing element because just prior, he murdered somebody in front of everybody. And then in this episode, like seeing him and Bucky like make jokes like and have like that Lincoln reference and stuff, that was just so weird it for me. It was so weird. And he did absolutely nothing 
in between then and now for them to be kind of buddy-buddy or let him just stand on the side while Sam gives his big speech. So it is weird because they just were after him and then he disappears, but then he comes back. And the weird thing about it is like he wanted Carly and the Flag Smashers for a completely different reason than what Sam or even Bucky wanted. Mm -hmm. They wanted to stop them because, you know, they're doing bad things. They're heroes. John wanted to probably kill Carly because of Hoskins, which can't blame him. You want to get revenge for your best friend, but that's still not a good motivation. So for them to work with him was so weird. Right. And to even think of the fact that like so much of this was about the super soldier serum and trying to locate it and and he ended up taking the last vial and injecting himself with it. And he just did things that were not heroic. And now at the end of it, he's painted. Uh, granted, he's not painted as a hero, right? But it seems like we're supposed to want him to be okay in a certain sense. Like that last scene, especially how he was like, I'm back, I'm back. It, but he's not. He's not. But but the way that they wrote it and the way that it was portrayed was that like it was a joyous moment for this character. But I think that's I'm, I think that just might be the key distinction with that is for him, it's joyous. I, I think that maybe we were supposed to be a little unsettled with it, mm. but it was weird. It's like, what do you what do you mean you're back back from what? Like you you still have a lot to, I would say, atone for and yeah. work on, dude. But yeah, I just think that one of the main problems uh, for this show this is a fantastic show. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. But with Carly and John and even Bucky and Isaiah, there was just, they kind of brought you right up to the edge and then they skipped over some of the journey Yeah, and then got directly to some ending point. And now we could explore some of that, but for it to be a show and for us to like go on from that, like, are we ever going to understand how they got to that point or, you yeah, know? it's, it's interesting. I, I was like, it's. It's like it almost should have either been shorter and been a movie or been a longer 12 to 20 episode season. Oh, my God. Season. That's so long. But do you know what I mean? Like we needed they they did things very surface. Mm. Right. We for a lot of it, like nothing was really dug into or we didn't have time to let it settle. Well, they dug into a lot. And I think that's the problem. There was too much. Right. But they dug into too much, too little. Right. Do you know what I mean? It was all surface level. Yeah. They didn't dig deep enough because they only did it in six episodes. Yeah. So it's like, it's like, he's the Falcon. He's broken. Oh no, he doesn't know. Where's the shield? He's Captain America. Yeah. Do you know? Yeah. I mean, I feel like Sam's arc was much more complete. His was the most. Yeah. But with, in a way, I feel like the last episode should have been the second to last it should have been the penultimate and we should have had one more episode to kind of process all of that stuff Mm -hmm. with the characters Mm -hmm. because because now we're left with this weird limbo of like what does this mean and granted we might find it out but we might not find out the journey of how some of the characters got there yeah like it it is it is a little odd and i feel like obviously john walker is going to be around in what capacity, we don't know. I mean, maybe he is just a little delusional and he's like, okay, I'll work with Val and hopefully I'm doing great things. But I mean, he can't fully see himself as a good person. And if he is, he's just lying to himself, which is not completely out of character. Oh, well, I agree with that. <laughs> yeah. And I just think that uh, it's I, I'm conflicted. It's like they could have done more, but there was already too much. So then what's the answer? Yeah. Uh, so. I mean, I, I think another character that had that problem a little bit is Carly. I feel like she had a weird sandwich of it. Mm-hmm. Like the beginning, like her motivations or like where she was at just really wasn't clear. Like we know that she wanted it to go back to how it was during the blip and all of that. Mm-hmm. We got that surface level of like, okay, I get it. But like Mama Danya was such oh. a huge figure for her. Mm-hmm. But where we get into the story with her, she's dead. So mm-hmm. it's like we don't get that. Like, why was she so important to Carly? Where is this motivation coming from? And I know that there's been rumors and there's like some interviews and stuff like that of there was supposed to be some like vaccine storyline that was almost mirroring mirroring COVID. Mm. I'm not saying this is true or not, but if that's true and they did have to 
who knows at what point in the story process cut that out or if they even just scrapped it from the beginning. There just still seems like there's something a little bit missing with it. Yeah, see, that's that's exactly what I'm saying is that I feel like for a couple of these characters, the emotional stakes for them were not clearly portrayed. Right. And that's a problem. Mm. You know, Mama Danya, we didn't even know she existed until three episodes in. Yeah, we and kind then of we heard got, her name. Yeah, but then, yeah. And then we got a one-liner about how she was a teacher. You know, it's right. like, I one, I don't know enough about Mama Danya to care about Mama Danya and her passing. And I don't know enough about her relationship to Carly to care about how that made Carly become more violent in her pursuit of her ultimate goal. Yeah, I think it it, it is weird because since with the Flag Smashers, I, lo- I feel like it was a lot of tell and not show. Oh, yeah. So how we know the serum in the MCU is it just, amp- you know, it amplifies what you are. So Red Skull was terrible and disgusting. He became essentially like a demon. Mm-hmm. Steve Rogers became the best soldier, person, man that he could be. And that's what just happened. And it affected people in different ways. So I guess we can assume that she was so consumed with this drive to do this that she would do it at any means possible. Like the more the episodes went on, the more she was like, just kill him. Yeah. She was like, they don't matter to the cause. Just kill him. She was very laser focused on that. But we still didn't see that. It was just like, it was very high jumps every yes. single yes. time. And I, lo- I loved Aaron Kellyman's like portrayal of this character. She killed it. Every single person in the show killed it. I just felt like some of the things were just, eh, yeah, like just one, a little more, give me a little more to this because now we're never going to get any more Carly. Right. So it's like, oh, I guess that's her story. She just dies. Dies. Yeah. <laughs> gets shot. And I think that they could have used their time better. Hmm. You know, I, uh, after I watched, after episode three, when they go to Mandrapur Power Broker, I, I had looked at you and I was like, no. <laughs> I was like, this show, no. Like, I was, I was like very upset by it because that episode it was so much fun. It was fun, but it w- it just didn't, like, it furthered the plot one point that they found out who was making the Super Soldier Serum and where they were. And Sharon. But, but not even, yeah, we mm. met Sharon, but then like, there was that end scene with her getting in the car with that person. Who was that person? We don't know. Why were the three of them such a big problem for her? You know, that was never explained. It was just a throwaway, throwaway line. And even like all the stuff in the club. Okay, it was funny that Sam had to act like that other guy and he had to drink the snake drink. And it was funny to see Bucky beat up the guys as the Winter Soldier again. But it was like, was that really... I mean, that time used wisely. I guess what what I think you're like trying to say, and like I guess a more straightforward point is that they spent time on weird things and didn't spend enough time on more important things. Right. I guess. Yeah. I mean, I like that episode because it was fun. But when you think back at a lot of things, and then the three episodes that came from that, there was so much that happened in that Mm -hmm. later half that was like, did we need that much Magipore? And I don't have a problem with them setting up mystery for Sharon. Mm-hmm. I just, it is weird because these are more of like a mini series type thing. So there should be some conclusion, like, and not to compare it to WandaVision, but WandaVision is like Agnes and Agatha had a full arc. Like it was a mystery. We found out who she was and what mm-hmm. her motivations mm-hmm. were. Same thing with Wanda. We found out all of these things. Like it put a pinpoint in there. They can continue after that, but so many of these characters were just kind of thrown. Right. And it was like, okay, so who is Sharon? Is she the power broker? Who has she been talking to? Yes, it creates mystery. But I think to your point, I completely forgot about when she got in the car with that person. It's like, yeah, that probably was just like part of her, I don't know, power broker status or her status yeah. imagine where she gets driven around. But it is weird. Like, who are you talking to right. constantly? Like, right. Yeah. It is weird. And I think uh, that's another point, uh, just talking about Sharon and how the power broker thing was painted as like such a mystery, but we all had it figured out from the second that Sharon was there. You know, whereas like Agatha, right? Agnes, Agatha, we were, we were like, okay, well, we know she's going to be Agatha Harkness, but what does that actually mean? What, you know, this was like literally just like, I'm power broker, I'm bad. Yeah, I mean, my only, my only two cents with that, and we actually have um, some listener questions that are about Sharon and we'll kind of dive a little more into that. My only thing with that is that there's a reason why they did that. 
I feel like that's just too big slash interesting of a reveal to leave it like that. Obviously, we're going to get more Sharon. But I think the thing that's missing from that is why she's doing what she's doing. Like, if we do at some point maybe get some backstory, which is so weird, why would you go back to go forward? Like They said Black Widow (laughs) origin movie. Right. I'm still very curious about that movie and to see how it matters going forward. Mm -hmm. But for Sharon to, I mean, just without any qualms, put a mercury vapor bomb on some guy where he's like baked alive in a van and doesn't bat an eye at that. It's like, so is she just a killer now? Well, right. So weird. Right. So weird. And and that's the thing is that, so in the five years of the blip, she went from Avenger defender <laughs> to power broker maniac. And even when she gets her full pardon, she's still looking to screw over who America or yeah, I mean, the government I, or the Avengers? Yeah, I, obviously that's like set up to be answered at some point. It's going to be very curious to see who she's talking to. I don't know. I mean, I I just think there is that missing. I feel like for a lot of these characters, except for John and obviously Sam and Bucky, because we know them from the movies, there's just that missing what got you to this point? And then what does that mean after what we saw? Right. So, so it was interesting. Yeah, it's... I mean, as a as a someone who is a theater minor, <laughs> if you couldn't tell how you said it, <laughs> theater at a city business school. <laughs> oh, so highbrow! Yeah. <laughs> In a basement, um, I there's the why of your character, right? Right, and and the emotional stakes and the driving force, right? Every character has what they call a spine. What is the spine of the character that's driving them through all of their actions? Mm-hmm. And, and there's a backstory that the actor can, is making up for, for that character, but it has to be taken from the text. Mm-hmm. So they must have had to infer a lot for their characters to get them where they were because we weren't given that much as the or audience. Or maybe not, though. I, I, I feel like a lot of these actors, because Marvel is so hush-hush, I mean, we when Captain America 4 was announced, Anthony Mackie did not even know it was announced. Like, he found out from somebody at a grocery store, the person checking him out. He was like, is this true? And he's like, I don't know. First time I'm seeing it. So I feel like they don't even know. Like, they're literally, here's your lines. This is the emotions you have to do. Maybe they know a little more than we do. But, mm-hmm. like, I feel like future projects and stuff changes so much that they can't be like, this is you down the road. It's right. just like, this is what's happening right now. You need to sell it. Well, you have to wonder, right? Is it like, oh, well, let's see how the Falcon and the Winter Soldier does. And then yeah. we'll see if we'll make a Captain America 4. I mean, I can't blame them if that's what <laughs> what they do, because that is such, I mean, yes, you have to spend money. People are going to watch it anyway. But like, that is brilliant marketing. That's like a gigantic focus group on a huge scale. Mm. You know, it's like, oh my God, Scarlet Witch works. Everybody loves her. Get more stuff with her in it. Right. Same thing with Sam. I mean, I hope that they were always planning this, but can't help but wonder. Yeah. Like, well, my fear is that they're going to just do a freaking old Captain America thing with Steve. Mm. And it's not, and that's why Anthony Mackie didn't know yeah. it ain't him. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. So, okay. So, before we move on from final thoughts, so how did you feel about Bucky in the show overall? Or should I say Winter Soldier? <laughs> I have like total heart eyes for Bucky because I think what Sebastian Stan does well with the character is, you know, he's like a 30 something year old looking guy playing a what, 90? A hundred year old guy, but also has to act like a fawn just born born into this new world. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like and I think he did that so well, like when he was talking about exploring technology and whatever else. I I just think that he did a really good job portraying that. And I really liked Bucky. Yeah. You know, I think Bucky had some good emotional resonance there, things that he was going through with PTSD. Uh, and I, I just think Bucky is a cool character because for a lot of his, you know, Avenger career or MCU career, the character was not so great. 
Right. So it was great to see him painted how Bucky is now. Yeah. This actually leads into, um, so listeners submitted questions. We got questions from all over the place. A lot of them um, maybe were similar in question or tone. So I just kind of lumped some of them together. Um, so the first one is um, from Instagram. It's C Melody. And it's, I wish Bucky's arc had gotten more screen time in the last two episodes. In particular, the Yuri conversation should have been more in-depth and given Bucky a chance to voice how he felt having all those murder murder memories inside. That last three words are murder very depressing. Yeah. Yikes. I mean, that's. I think that's my general thought with it. I think that, of course, I going into this, I wanted great Bucky and Sam interaction. I wanted them to grow. I wanted Sam to become Captain America. I wanted Bucky to... I guess amend <laughs> what mm-hmm. he needed to do and you know grow out of the winter soldier however that was. But again, I feel like some of these things were so weird that they just kind of didn't care to sit with. You know, maybe since the end title card does say Captain America and the Winter Soldier, if he's not taking that name back and making it something better, maybe he still does have stuff he needs to do. But this one thing, and I know I said it in the final episode when we recapped it, was just so disappointing to me. Like, how do you just have three lines in something that you set up in the beginning of the show and then not hear any more of the conversation? Yeah. It's so odd. I would have rather had that than the U.S. agent reveal. Totally. Because the U.S. agent, we knew John Walker was going to be around for a while. Anyway, that could have been the end credit scene. Yes. So it's so weird that they were just like, Oh, your son was murdered by the Winter Soldier. It me. Sorry. Bye. Yeah, yeah. So weird. I think it's really interesting, though. I think that they did such a good job building these characters in so much of the prior MCU work that in sort of like this action based show, we're like, where's the emotional closure? You know, <laughs> right. but they did such a good job making us feel for them. And and in this they robbed us of that. So those emotional scenes of Yuri, who we've all been thinking about since the first episode, <laughs> who we love, we didn't even really get to see him react to anything. Yeah, I, it's like we got to see more of Bucky and we got to see more of how he's processing everything and what he needs to do now that he's over a certain hump of the Winter Soldierness. But it it is interesting that it's like, okay, you 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 took us in, you got us interested. And then it was like, that, that's, that's weird. Like, just a little more, please. Just a little more. Also, shouldn't Dr. Rayner be the one who says you're done with your yeah. therapy? <laughs> He's like, I crossed off all the names. I'm done. Bye. He's like, yeah, I snuck into your office when you weren't here. And I left this on this couch. Because you know he didn't leave that with a receptionist. <laughs> she leaves a voicemail. She's like, Bucky, we need to talk about your breaking and entering now. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I see your, your spy espionage ways have not left you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that. Overall, Sam and Bucky, so there there was an interesting, I, I liked their friendship because when it first started, even though it was really weird to see them separated in the first episode, then seeing how they had to put in the work, just like Sam talked about in the fifth episode, that you need to put in the work, like you need to amend, not avenge, you need to work for it. He worked on being Captain America. They had to work on their friendship. Oh, totally. And I think it paid off so well. Like just even Bucky saying, calling him Cap and then showing up at the end of Louisiana with an ice cream cake for the kids. And like, it was like, that was so worth it. Like this entire series was worth it for that. And I think that they hit it so well when it came to Bucky and Sam, which are the core of the show anyway. Right. I mean, in in listening to what you were just saying, it's kind of like, oh, that is who we're supposed to care about. And although their story could have been maybe explored a little more, they did do a good job with the two of them. And that might have been at the sacrifice of the other characters. Yeah, I, I just think like with this type of stuff, like Easter eggs and what's next and references and all of that stuff is just inherent mm. with this type of thing that whatever John Walker's doing, whatever Val's doing, whatever Sharon's doing, it's like, even though we're supposed to be focused on Sam and Bucky, it's like, but what's going on over here? Mm-hmm. Like you gave me a little bit of this. So right. it's like, it's interesting how that works. Um, speaking of Sharon, Woo. next question is from Facebook, uh, from Lyra. And she said, or they said, don't want to assume, 
Is Sharon really the power broker or is she part of Power Broker Inc.? <laughs> PBI. I mean, I yeah, I don't know. I mean, it was the person she talking to at the end. Yeah, that's possibly I, power broker. That's what I said in the last episode. <laughs> yeah, I was like, what if she's not the power broker at all? Because we never had that definitive thing of her being like, yes, Carly, you are absolutely correct. I am the one and only power broker ruler of Madripoor. But she didn't deny it, which is the same thing as accepting it. I think she was just thinking about shooting her. <laughs> I want to kill you. I mean, there's definitely something up with Sharon. And I feel like if she's not ultimately the power broker, then she's working for them in some capacity. Maybe, you know, very much like in some of her storyline in the comics, she's been brainwashed or hypnotized in some way. Maybe. I know Winter that- soldier did. I I would feel like that would take longer than five years, maybe. I don't know. (laughs) I'm not uh, I'm not up on my uh, my hypnotizations. There was a lot of theories about maybe she's a scroll, maybe this and that until they revealed that the scrolls somehow developed the technology in the comics to disguise themselves even more Mm. where they bleed red Mm. and not like purple slash blue. Then I, I I would say that she's not a scroll because, I mean, we saw her bleed. It's, Did we? Yes. Did we see the blood? Did you not see her face all messed up in the, Makeup. <laughs> in the Makeup. third episode? Makeup. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, I mean, until then, I don't think that she is a scroll. I feel like there might be scrolls that we've seen so far that will be revealed in Secret Invasion, but I feel like we might not see more of her until Armor Wars. Mm. So so she's just going to be doing bad until then. I guess we'll see. Mm. Yeah. Next question is actually from our Discord by Troidal Power. I always want to say Troidal, but that's not right. <laughs> <laughs> they said, do y'all have any predictions on what announced Marvel properties are going to tie back to this outside of Captain America 4? Aside from the two I mentioned, I think it would be... Interesting to see if it connects to Shang-Chi. The only way I can see them connecting to things that just don't even seem like the same genre or why would those characters interact with each other until we get like a Avengers movie or something would be Val or Sharon. Because Val's obviously recruiting people. Right. I could see her, whoever, like Death Dealer is one of the villains that's in Mm Shang-Chi. Mm-hmm. Maybe she goes and recruits him. Like, so I think it's interesting. Like, I think, yes, we might see quite a few, but at this point, I have absolutely no idea. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) we had so many characters in this. They're going to pop up all over the place. Mm -hmm. It's going to be hard to kind of keep track of who's going where, uh, especially because how messed up things in phase four got as far as release is concerned. But I guess we'll have to wait and see. Yeah. I'm curious to see if the uh, cameo with Val is still going to be in. Black Widow, I know a lot of reporting, uh, like papers and websites are like, they might have taken it out or they might have changed it. So it's going to be interesting to see how much of that is involved mm-hmm. in there. So speaking of Captain America 4. Hit it. Like we said, that was announced. So absolutely. A hundred thousand percent super excited for Captain America 4. So the head writer for Falcon and Winter Soldier is said to be, so Spellman, Malcolm Spellman, is going to co-write the script with Dallin Muson, which is a staff writer for Mm -hmm. Falcon and Winter Soldier. So that's cool. So they're taking people that worked on Falcon and Winter Soldier and bringing them there. I hope that that's a good decision. I liked the writing in this. I liked the story that they did overall. So I can see that being great. There are projects and rumors about Steve... Coming back, Chris Evans coming back as Captain America. And according to Deadline, the Chris Evans returning to the MCU possibility as Cap is like a separate project from oh. Captain America 4. Hmm. So we have two possible Captain America s- properties, stuff coming out. Hmm. So that's really interesting. That is really cool. I really hope that we get to see Torres become Falcon. Yeah. I would really like that. And that would be really cool if that happens in Captain America 4. Or even before then. That's I mean, true. Because if it's just now being in development and they don't even have a director yet, mm. I mean, 
who knows how long it's going to be. I mean, it's Marvel Studios. They can probably pump a movie out if they really wanted to in a year. <laughs> yeah. But I think that's probably one of my number one things that I would want to happen. Do you have any, like, heroes or any other characters that you would want to show up in there aside from Torres? Like, that we've seen, that have been in the MCU or that could possibly be introduced. And don't say Storm. <laughs> Storm. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a really good question. Well, you know, I, I'm always looking for like the badass female. I love a badass female character, as you all know, Sailor Moon, Chun Li, all my faves. <laughs> um, I feel like with Black Widow gone, we're like missing that a little bit, mm. right? Scarlet Witch, where is she? You know, <laughs> she's not going to be in Captain America four probably. Captain Marvel, where's she at? Right. So maybe we get She Hulk. Hmm. Right? That would be pretty sweet. I guess my question is, because you're more familiar with the Marvel Universe than I am, who kind of ultimately teams up? Oh, well, in the comic, right, there's the sort of half Wolverine, half Daredevil guy. Oh, my God. But then there's also that badass woman that works with him. Yeah, I mean, as I mean, as far as Captain America 4, outside of Torres being in there, I would assume that Eli Bradley would show up Mm. patriot i mean it would be interesting if he didn't go anywhere in the mcu because i mean he is a prominent character and it only makes sense that he would get inspired by isaiah and sam so i would say that if it's really going to be focused on sam and what it means for him to be captain america and if bucky is involved in that i could see him being involved in some capacity usually he has like that person he's mentoring or that best friend or whatever it is even if it's not bucky so it's either i could see falcon coming into it or patriot Mm -hmm. to be honest because i know america chavez is being introduced in doctor strange 2 so not to say that she is part of captain america but i'm talking about the aesthetic yeah like stars and stripes you're all about the (laughs) star-spangled heroes for this everybody in red white and blue yes all of them give me every single one of them yeah, I mean, I, there's been tons of rumors about, like, maybe they're doing Serpent Society. I mean, you get, like, Diamond back in there. You get all these, like, weird... It, that would be, like, completely out of left field. Yeah. That's almost like asking for, like, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle villains to come in. <laughs> would be insane. <laughs> Shredder. Yeah. So, next question. We got three more for you guys. This is from Twitter, uh, from Quilled. Um, I wanted Isaiah to have a better ending than just a statue in a secluded corner of the Smithsonian. I literally said that exact same thing in the last episode. <laughs> yeah. You know, I I thought it was a nice moment and I appreciated the moment. But I mean, like that thing was tucked away. Yeah. I mean, it, even the entryway seemed like they had to go through it a little bit. And I didn't I mean, even think that statue was that nice. <laughs> I, d- I do think it's, I'll just kind of echo what I said in the last one. I think it is so much of Isaiah's resistance outside of how he was treated and how he was seen and how he was kind of erased from history because of the government and just because of who he was and how adamant he was with Sam that I do not, I don't care. Do not tell anybody about this. I don't want people to know. Just keep it on the DL. Then for Sam to like almost do the complete opposite. Yeah. Now he didn't have a huge press thing for the unveiling of the Isaiah Bradley addition to this exhibit, but it's still there. It's going to make people question like, where did this come from? When was this added? Why did nobody know about this? So it's just going to create conversation. I obviously might be thinking too much into it, but it's, if you set a character up for this type of thing, but then they're okay with it. Mm Mm-hmm. After, Mm -hmm. it is a little odd. Now, it could be that when Isaiah was listening to Sam give a speech and him fully becoming Captain America, that might have done something to him where he was like, oh, okay, I believe in Sam. My story should be told too. That can be a complete possibility. But I think, and especially what this person is asking or saying, it kind of leaves it up to okay he he it was fine everything's fine i guess with this now like a statue was fine like he was in prison for 30 years and right. tested on like 
He needs more than just being put into a museum. Yeah. Where is <laughs> Which like I hope he does. <laughs> his money from the government and his public <laughs> apology and his book deal. Right. So, I mean, it, it's, it just didn't, like we said, I think our, one of our equally dis- didn't like problems with this is a little more time on things that you set up. Oh, yeah. And just time in general. Listen, <laughs> listen, I think that making a bronze statue probably takes some time. Okay. I have had such a problem in this show with their literal time travel. They travel from one corner to the globe in two seconds. I mean, Endgame proved that time travel is possible. Oh my gosh. And that's what he's using it for? (laughs) You know, not not the Isaiah statue, but he's using it to, you know, go from wherever, Louisiana to New York to Latvia in two seconds. Yeah. (laughs) Stop. And I think that like timing wise, he became Captain America and then... Who did he call? He, he the senator. Hey, senator, I just need a bronze statue real quick. And the you know what I mean. I mean, come yeah. on, you guys. I know we're talking about flying superheroes and aliens, but come on. <laughs> Time is a l- unlimited resource. Time is relative. <laughs> I guess so. To them, <laughs> yeah. I mean, time was a little weird in this one. Um, I know somebody in the Discord was like, "Wait, how much time was in between the fifth and sixth episode?" It's not clear. I right. mean, the ending part of episode five led directly into the sixth episode, but like Sam's training montage and all that stuff, like how much time was actually happening in all this? Because stuff did happen pretty quickly and it made it seem like it just happened back to back. 36 to back hours. Back. Right. <laughs> took him a day and a half. The entire six hour series just took place in less than three days. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Close. Close. <laughs> So this one, and we did talk about this a little bit, and on Twitter, Ethan Simi asked, who was Sharon talking to at the end? I mean, anybody. It could have been Rhodey. It could have been a, a Kree commander because the scrolls are going to be here. So, so the scroll Kree war. Mm-hmm. I, Riri Williams. <laughs> it's her best friend from childhood, Jessica. <laughs> but seriously, maybe she's talking to Val. I mean, she could be. Right? For sure. Maybe she's in cahoots with Val. They're going to be making the Thunderbolts, and she's just part of that. She's like, look, now I can get you the weapons. I can get you the ultimate access. We're going to create this team. Yeah. I mean, I yeah. It's just, it is interesting. It's like Sharon had this big, she felt abandoned, and she felt forgotten. Everybody else got pardoned. She was, you know, Steve didn't care about her or whatever, blah, 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 blah. All that. I get it. I get why she would be a little upset. But then to like, I don't know, like. The turn, it's just like, there's just seems like there's this missing piece. And for her to be such anti, like, I mean, she almost did pretty much what Black Widow did. Black Widow, like, turned her back on the government, especially mm-hmm. during Civil War and all of that. Sharon is seems to be doing the same thing, even though she grew up in a family. Peggy Carter is her aunt. So you would think that something outside of that would have pushed her. And if she is going as far as working with Val which we know from the comics is Madame Hydra, which couldn't be a great thing for her to work. She would literally have defected to Hydra Mm. instead of working for S.H.I.E.L.D. Like, that's how I would see that. And that would be really bananas if that happened, because then, I mean, this just isn't Sharon Carter anymore. Well, that's the thing, though, is that they've completely rewritten this character. Right. You know, so who knows where it could lead? Mm -hmm. I I mean, this this character has never seen this story arc in any as far as my research is concerned at least without being brainwashed (laughs) exactly no exactly exactly so either she's brainwashed or it's just a totally different character at this point yeah there was a part and i know people were i kind of got messed up from it too or made me second glance there's a scene where it looks like she something's up with her eyes Mm -hmm. it could be contacts or whatever but I'm assuming that's just from whenever she had that photostatic veil on mm. that she also needed the contacts. But it's like, if it can change your face, why can't it change your eye color too? But if there's something more to that, I I hope I remember that her eyes were weird in this one. <laughs> you will write it down. Yeah. <laughs> put it in a note. And then when we find the release date for Captain America 4, you put it as an alarm and a rhyme- reminder. <laughs> All right, so last question, and this one was asked quite a bit. Which show did you like better, Falcon and Winter Soldier or WandaVision? And if you could spend a month with either Bucky and Sam or Wanda and Vision, which one would you choose? I think it's hard to compare them. Mm. They're very different. I enjoy both of them for completely different reasons. 
I would say one that I was most satisfied with was WandaVision as a whole. But Falcon and Winter Soldier just got me in a different way. It was very inspiring. I loved seeing Sam finally take up the shield and what that means going forward. Loved him and Bucky. That's why I watched it. So, I mean, to me, it's a stalemate almost. I I just love both of them Mm -hmm. equally. I don't know if that's a cop out, but it's just hard for me to be like, I like this one more than this one. It's like, this one is an apple and this one is a passion fruit. They're just so different. (laughs) I am going to just flat out say WandaVision. Yeah. (laughs) I, I think the thing is, is that I'm not so much the solely here for the action guy. And I think WandaVision gave me what I am just personally gravitate towards more. And I also love the sitcom aspect of it. I'm a big sitcom guy. So it just gave me little nudges and nods to the things that I love. And I can gravitate towards that a little more. Um, From a lot of the reasons that I've shared here, there were some clunky things, I think, in the Falcon and Winter Soldier. And that sort of uh, it dimmed the shine for Mm. me a little bit. Ralph Boner almost made me flip a table. I will say <laughs> I, I I did not get I got I got pretty upset about that. But I nothing in Falcon and Winter Soldier made me feel that way. Mm. So like that's like the one like demerit for me. That's for the one thing in the con column for pros and cons. Yeah, I mean, there's a few, but like that's like a big like ah, one where it was just like that's like. Marvel really fucked with us. Yeah, on that they one. messed with us just to mess with us. Yeah, it, it was almost it was almost just not necessary. Like they just didn't like theories and Easter eggs. We all love doing that, and it's for the love of the fandom. It's not necessarily to be right, mm-hmm. but that is just so dumb. <laughs> that one is just so dumb. I don't think there's there was really any decisions. Sharon Sharon as power broker almost verges on it a little mm-hmm. bit. But there's still more to her, so I'll wait and see. That whole Ralph Boner thing, it was just... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was I, a lot. I think for the most part, though, WandaVision was more satisfying for most of it. And then like that stupid thing happened at the end. It felt like a complete story. Right. Mostly. Right. Yeah. And, and it left us still, though, with that little cliffhanger of, right. oh, where the hell is Vision? You know, even where is Wanda? What is she doing? You know, she's floating. What's happening? You know, who is she? She's looking for the kids. Why? So we still had that, like, Marvel end credit oh, thing. Yeah, it definitely, it felt more like a Marvel movie. Yeah. You know, than it did. Well, I mean, this one did too, but it, it just felt that way because the Marvel movies, you stay for the the mid credit scene, the post credit scene. And then you're like, okay, this is happening. Or sometimes there's a trailer for the next movie in there. So it was like, it did feel that way as very familiar, mm-hmm. but yeah, I mean, I, I agree. This one, I Falcon and Winter Soldier. It's very exciting to not know what's happening next, but it's also like where you left some of these characters or it's like, it's kind of weird. Yeah. Like why it, it felt like mid sentence kind of just cutting it off. And I felt like that what that's what happened with Carly. Yeah. They just killed her real quick. And I was like, okay, well. And, and I even feel like not to not to keep harping on things like this, but like I, I felt like even there was like certain things that happened that were never mentioned again. Even in the second to last episode, Carly's sitting in a park in New York and she hits whatever on the app. And she's like, the movement has started. And all those people in the park get up and they're like, oh my God, look at all these flag smashers that are well, part also, of this movement. Yeah, why were they all just there already? Well, were they all just there? And also, where the fuck did they go? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like she activated all these people to be a part of this thing. And then in the final episode, it's literally her and the five other super soldiers. Yeah, I think- one it, guy inside the GRC. Yeah, there. Yeah, and then there was that guy that was part of the military that was putting them in the back of the van that said, one world, one people. So it's like, we know that there's more flag smashers out there, but from what we can tell, all of the ones with super soldier serum are dead. Right. And I'm not saying that the ones that are left are really a threat, but it seemed like Carly was really the one to get them going. So- Maybe they're still going to be around in some form or fashion. Maybe there will be like a Carl Morgenthau <laughs> version or, you know yeah. what I mean? Like a yeah. different version where we get the black and white costume and stuff like that. So they're all not dead and they're all not gone. Right. I guess my question really just was why notify all of the people on the Flag Smasher app that something big was happening? Why did they all get up and then we never saw them again? Maybe I'm, I'm just speculating here, but maybe one of them was that guard. 
One of them was that woman that handed Bucky the phone. Okay. One of you know what I mean? Gotcha. Like one of them was the one that got the helicopter. So like maybe they just use them to like get okay. to their greater goal. I'm with it. I'm only I'm just trying to give the writers the benefit of the No, doubt and here. I think that makes sense. <laughs> I think that makes sense. And so I I acquiesce to that. Um, and, uh, still don't know why just Apple and, you know, Google didn't just take the app out of the app store. <laughs> good point. Yeah. Good point. Right. Yeah. I mean, this app is like super powerful. It has like geolocation, has calling features, oh texting. Oh my gosh. Everything. Super Discord secret. server. <laughs> oh my God. It's got like a, you could say you're somewhere else when you're not really there. <laughs> Oh man, they got technology flex measures. Um, I jumped around, but there was a second part to that question. Yes, that was asked. It's fine. I mean, conversation is what we're here for. Um, if you could spend a month, I don't know why it's a month. One it's month, very specific, <laughs> with either Bucky and Sam or Wanda and Vision. Who would you choose and why? This is very specific, and I feel like both of them would have completely different types of hanging out situations. Yeah, 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 yeah. So if it's Wanda and Vision in the hex, that could be fun. Mostly, I, I feel like it might get creepy because what Wanda Vision took place in like a week. Also, or though, so? if you're in the hex, you're hearing all of Wanda's fears and nightmares. Okay, let's just say that you're not affected. By, okay, 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 okay. Yeah, just to make this, I guess, question easier. <laughs> but with Sam and Bucky, it could be like a sweet cookout with the Wilson family seafood uh, and hanging out with them down in Louisiana. Mm -hmm. That sounds like fun or going to Madripoor. Yeah. That, that one sounds more like a party atmosphere. Whereas WandaVision is like hanging out. It's like visiting my brother in Texas. Mm. Like I'm going to hang out at your house. We're going to have a couple of barbecues and go in the pool. Yeah. For a month. True. (laughs) But all that stuff is still around. So, Agatha would be there. What a hoot. <laughs> you know, she would be the one that would be like, hey, let's put a little nip in this punch. You know what I mean? True, 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 true. She'd yeah, be spiking I mean, things. I got to say, if we're just basing it off the shows, probably WandaVision. Mm-hmm. Like earlier half of WandaVision, not crazy, creepy yeah, yeah, people yeah. trying to kill each other yeah, and then yeah. like robot citizens. I don't want to be, I don't want to be in Agatha's basement. No. No, no, no. I don't no. want to be in Boner's attic either. I know. <laughs> I wonder if we could pick the decade too. So that's, I mean, there's just. Yeah. You know what? There are a lot of um, questions we have about <laughs> this question. Yeah. Elaborate, please. please. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously. But I think we could both, you know, just say WandaVision. I think that yeah. we both. Also, yeah. I'm a sucker for magic. I'd love magic. There's like some of my favorite characters in comics or anything. So give me all that magic. Can I take a day trip to go have sushi with Bucky though? Is that allowed? Can I go get waffles with Jimmy, Monica, and Darcy? Okay, yes. So in this month, we're allowed <laughs> one day out. <laughs> to go to the other yeah. option in the question. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. All right, so let's rate it. Let's rate this series. I feel like it's fun to rate them. Why not? We'll average it, and then that will be our official rating mm. for Falcon and Winter Soldier. So let's do it out of five. I feel like that's harder for some reason. Yeah, than 10. it just it, like the so in my head, I'm I'm rating it by Red Wings. So <laughs> I went from having ten Red Wings to now only having five Red Wings. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, I'm gonna like. Oh my god, I'm gonna ooh, I'm gonna give it three Red Wings. Wow, 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 wow. I'm gonna give it four. Okay. It's uh, it's definitely not perfect. Obviously, I don't think anything's ever going to be super perfect or what everybody wants, but I think it was pretty good. Actors in this were just so damn good mm. that it's hard to be like, this was bad. And I think ultimately getting to Sam Wilson as Captain America. That's the point. Thank you. And it was right. like so badass. Right. I am so here for that. The costume is incredible. We got the wings and the shield and he's awesome. And yeah, like and. Uh, that I am like, yes, we needed this journey to get there. I and hope that I support. He is like on some payroll now. Is he is he under contract? Like, oh no, 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 no. Is he getting paid? That senator, I- <laughs> that senator said, look, 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 look. We just we just stripped Walker of his benefits, so we're not gonna do it anymore. <laughs> we are not gonna do it anymore. It's fine. Look how that happened last time. <laughs> oh my gosh. It didn't go well, friend. <laughs> All right. So I mean average, I'd say it's a f- 
Three and a half. Three and a half. Three and a half Red Wings. Oh, that sounds that sounds bad. <laughs> out of five, though, it's not like yeah, three and a half out of ten. It's like when you do it out of ten, if you go like five and a little higher than that, it's like this isn't bad. And you know, it would be like, oh, that's not bad of a rating. But it's like when you're out of five and you're like three and down, it's like, ooh. So I guess like so, if five is A, four is B, that means three is C. We're so giving a it a C plus. C plus. Yeah, I guess that's. Fine. I'm comfortable with that. Yeah, C plus for Captain America. Let, let us know how you guys would rate this. <laughs> yeah, please, please. I, I think I described it to Noah as we we were enamored by the action punch, but now we're left looking at the bruises. So we've, we've had time to be mesmerized by the show every week. And now that it's settled a little bit, we've, we had time to kind of look at things and dig into things a little bit. So it was something that the show could have used. Yeah. Like a little like let us like sit with this with the characters a little bit longer but you know we'll see i guess i mean stuff is being announced every day and more projects are being put out there so we will eventually hopefully get all the answers that we possibly want in the mcu speaking of the mcu we are not covering anything in the mcu in our next season so if you got this far here's what we're covering the next season shadow and bone and it's going to be a little different than we've covered books to shows so hope you guys are on that journey with us gonna be super interesting it's gonna come out on monday everything you need to know about shadow and bone and also the book we will talk about the first book and then we will get deep into the netflix show can't wait super excited yeah come along on this journey with us you (laughs) lovely listeners and we hope to see you on the other side in ravka and that's it for falcon and winter soldier all right y'all Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to A Bite Of, artwork and editing by our own Noah. Be sure to subscribe and follow us on Instagram at A Bite Of Pod and on Facebook at A Bite Of. If you have questions, recommendations, or just want to say hi, you can email us at abiteofpod at gmail.com. You can find us on all podcast platforms. Please be sure to rate and review to spread the word. Hope you join us next time on A Bite Of. Bye. Bye.